0: Did you know that in Christ you have an indestructible life? That's fantastic news all the time, but it's especially encouraging when life gets hard or feels uncertain. Don't give up. Satan can't have you, the world can't overcome you, and the challenges you face can't stop you. In Christ, you're indestructible. my friends. Welcome to Episode 3 of the Indestructible Life Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Wickham, and I just want you to know I am back in my lovely office today. Thank you so much for joining me, and I wish I could see your face, but... Of course, I guess if I could, this would not be a podcast. So I'm simply grateful we can connect in this way. And I want to invite you to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm working on getting The Indestructible Life into more podcast directories. But for now, those are the two ways you can listen. And if you're blessed by today's message, I would really appreciate it and love it if you would share this message with your friends because that will help this ministry grow. And thank you in advance for letting others know about this podcast. I really and truly am grateful. Okay, enough of my request. Let's move in to today's message. And since Thanksgiving is right around the corner, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about someone in the Bible who exhibited gratitude. And almost immediately, I thought of Mary, the mother of our Lord. Her example can teach us so much, but we're really just going to focus on three aspects of her life. Of course, I want to start us in God's Word, but let me say a prayer first. Father, thank you for the gift of your Word. Thank you for the opportunity to study Mary, the Mother of our Lord. I pray you would guide and direct me as I share. I pray you would lead me by the Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray for every listener that you would speak to each one, by the Holy Spirit, through your word, God, mold us and shape us and change us and grow us to be more like Jesus. In his mighty name I pray. Amen. Okay, please listen as I read Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, Before they came together she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Mary was so young. We learn from this passage that she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit before she and Joseph married. And I just want us to stop and think about that for a moment. This was a humongous deal, especially back in those days. Now, just to be clear, let me explain Joseph and Mary's relationship a little more based on information I learned at BibleRef.com. Mary and Joseph were betrothed, as the Bible tells us, and this betrothal was a legally binding commitment. So technically, Joseph and Mary were married, but they had not held the wedding ceremony or consummated their marriage yet. So sometime during their betrothal, Mary shows up pregnant, and Joseph knew he was not the father. The Bible explains in verse 19 that Joseph wanted to divorce Mary quietly because, after all, you have to admit, it definitely appeared that Mary had committed adultery. And I just want to add right here that Old Testament law in Leviticus and Deuteronomy stated that adultery was punishable by death. So, there was a lot at stake here this was like i said a humongous deal but thankfully in mary's case it did not come to that and as for joseph god knew what was going on in his mind and in his heart so the lord sent an angel to provide guidance and the angel explained to joseph that mary was pregnant by the holy spirit and he told Joseph not to be afraid of taking her as his wife. You know, and I've thought about this before. Like, I mean, we, we read this, and, and we're so familiar with this story. And to hear that somebody is pregnant by the Holy Spirit, does that really sound like something believable? <laughs> but God, in his wisdom and his sovereignty and in his kindness, used this angel this messenger of his to relay this information to joseph and he gave joseph a heart to receive the message and that's just a beautiful uh, evidence of god's working so uh, joseph gained understanding about who was growing in mary's womb and he stayed with her it's really incredible to look at this story with fresh eyes and, and put ourselves or at least try to put ourselves in Mary's place. Think about how frightening it must have been for her to tell Joseph she was pregnant to begin with. And I read one article that said it's possible Joseph was a good bit older than Mary. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us his age. But when you think about later periods in Jesus's life where he's grown and and we read about Mary, but we don't hear about Joseph anymore. So perhaps he was older, a good bit older than Mary. So at any rate, I'm sure this was not something she looked forward to doing, to telling uh, Joseph she was pregnant. And um, she knew that she had not sinned by committing adultery. But what was Joseph supposed to think? And further, um, I've mentioned the possibility of Joseph's age, but regarding Mary's age, again, the Bible does not tell us, but sources I read say that she was likely a teenager, maybe around 14 to 15 years old when she got pregnant. Oh my goodness, as I said, Mary was young, and she was also inexperienced, She had never carried a child in her womb, (laughs) yet God chose her to carry His only beloved son into the world. She didn't have mothering experience, but God entrusted His only beloved son into her care. Don't you love how God uses people who don't possess all the qualities and expertise that we might think are necessary? (laughs) And guess what that means, my friend? God uses people like you and me. We might not think we're up to the task he's called us to do, but we need to remember Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. God gave Mary a tremendous responsibility, even though she was inexperienced. But that does not mean God had not prepared her ahead of time. The Bible is silent about Mary's life before we meet her as Jesus' young mother. But knowing who God is, we can be confident in God's work in Mary's heart and life prior to her pregnancy. And God does the same for us. So let me ask you, what has God given you to accomplish that you've never done before, and honestly, you might feel like you don't have the foggiest idea how to begin, but God knows. This reminds me of when God called me to teach high school English for a semester, and Every single day was filled with so much work that I had very little, if any, experience with. But let me tell you, God showed up in amazing ways. I have the sweetest memories of God's presence, His nearness, and His power in those very tough moments of my life. I was operating on very little sleep. Like I said, I had very little if any experience in so many of the responsibilities I held as a teacher. But God, He is awesome. He never lets us down. And I will never forget His faithfulness and care as He walked with me through that experience. We can rest in the Lord and rely on His strength, trusting Him to lead us step by step. God will not fail you, my friend. He will provide everything you need to fulfill the work He's called you to do. Now here's another special aspect of Mary's character. She was surrendered. You know, I think we hear that word a lot in Christian circles. But it can be super challenging to practice because let's face it, we usually want our own way. <laughs> you know it's it's just kind of human nature to want our own way, but we don't really outgrow that very well. I mean some of us do better than others, <laughs> but I think at the core, we really um, can have a hard time uh, not getting what we want and we can struggle to let go. So it's good for us to consider Mary because she gives us a fabulous example of living in surrender. Let me read more of her story from Luke 1, through 38. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement, and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, You will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, Behold the bondslave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The angel Gabriel visited Mary and told her she would become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And like I said a moment ago, we are so used to this story that these details, I think, can, can almost seem ordinary to us. But think about it. Can you imagine going about your everyday responsibilities and having an angel appear out of the blue? So when the Bible tells us Mary was perplexed and, um, or you could say troubled, it really makes sense. I am pretty sure I would have been perplexed or troubled as well. <laughs> but Gabriel comforted Mary and told her not to be afraid. And Mary learned the baby she would conceive would be a son named Jesus, the Son of the Most High, the one whose kingdom lasts forever. You know, as I ponder this, I I, I just want to point out the beauty of Mary listening. Even though she was perplexed or troubled, she didn't run away in fright. She stood still and she listened to what Gabriel had to say to her, and that's so important for us. We live in a very noisy world, and it can be hard to sit still and listen to what God has to say to us through His Word. And so I just want to encourage us (laughs) that, that we would be still and listen. Listen to God's Word. Let Him speak to us. Okay, well, let's move on from there. Um, As I said, Mary learned that she would conceive a son and she would name him Jesus and um, he's the son of God. And I love her response. It, It strikes me as so innocent and pure because Mary simply asked how this could happen since she was a virgin. Gabriel, of course, explained the Holy Spirit would come upon her and cause her to conceive. And she received his answer in faith. And and I believe the way she received his answer reveals Mary's surrendered heart. Listen again to what she said. Behold, the bondslave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word mary did not argue or refuse to participate in god's work she did not tell the angel that god's plan didn't fit into her plan for her life mary surrendered wow (laughs) how about you and me are we wrestling with god concerning some of his plans for our life like mary let's surrender to god's will let's allow the holy spirit to form Christ in us as we live out God's will for our life. Let me say that again. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to form Christ in us as we live out God's will for our life. It can be hard to surrender, but at the same time it brings such relief. And I just want to share briefly about a heartbreaking situation I experienced this past summer. I won't go into details. But needless to say, as I was going through this, I woke up in the early morning hours, and I was just kind of laying there thinking about things and just kind of wrestling around, uh, you know, mentally, (laughs) in my mind about things and just just not feeling at peace. And God enabled me to reach a point in those early morning hours where I just surrendered the whole thing to Him. And I did not understand all the details, and I didn't know exactly how the future would unfold. But I knew God would take care of me and everything the situation involved. It felt so good. To let go and just trust the Lord It really was a tremendous relief It was like this burden Just came off my back So I just want to ask you Is there a situation Or an area in your life That you need to surrender To the Lord Don't be afraid And don't weary yourself Trying to understand everything Just surrender And see what God will do I just want to read a few more verses as we look at one more aspect of mary's character please listen as i read luke 1:46 through 49 and mary said my soul exalts the lord and my spirit has rejoiced in god my savior for he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave for behold from this time on all generations will count me blessed For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So we've considered how Mary was inexperienced and Mary was surrendered. And in these few verses, we see that Mary was grateful. She worshipped the Lord and rejoiced in her Savior, Jesus, who grew inside her womb. She acknowledged that every generation to follow her would recognize the blessing she experienced in being Jesus' mother. Mary received God's will for her life and praised Him for the great things He did for her. And I, I noticed that in these few verses, Mary referred to God as God, my Savior and Mighty One if we could just remember these two names when life gets tough or at times when we feel discontent it will help us develop a grateful heart think about god our savior by faith in jesus we're saved from the penalty of our sins for all eternity jesus died on the cross for our sins he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. The Bible says, if we believe in the Lord Jesus, we're saved. That's the best thing ever. Like, if we have anything to be grateful for, think about that. We're talking about eternity. And this life is is so brief compared to that. And I don't say that to minimalize what hardships you might be experiencing right now, but I say that to just lift our eyes above to remind us of everything we have been given in Christ and this amazing eternity God has planned for us. So no matter what is going on in our life here on earth, we can rejoice that our eternity is secure in Christ. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, I invite you to receive the Lord as your Savior today. He will make all the difference. You're, you're still going to have difficulties and challenges in life, but you will have peace with God and a right relationship with Him now the other name that Mary used was Mighty God. And let me just ask you this, do you feel overwhelmed? I can see how it's possible she might have had moments of feeling overwhelmed by carrying the baby Jesus in her womb, but look what Mary did. She was praising God and she was acknowledging Him for, for His might and His power that he demonstrated in her life so how about you and me you know what is going on in your life right now even something like thanksgiving are you feeling overwhelmed by thanksgiving preparations or maybe on a deeper level are you concerned about family issues that might arise as you gather together that's That's very real. That is something that can be a source of great anxiety and stress. But God doesn't want us to be in those places. He wants us to look at him and acknowledge his might and his power. It's also possible you might be not concerned at all about Thanksgiving, but you might have a concern and a fear about the future because things look so uncertain maybe maybe you're troubled about uh, what you know as you wonder how is God going to provide for my needs well just remember whatever you face God is mighty as luke 137 says for nothing will be impossible with god let's see god for who he is and express gratitude let's appreciate all god has done for us all he is doing and all he will do there is no one like our god the one true god and we have so much to be grateful for even though times have changed over the last two or three years we still have a lot to be thankful for let's pray father in heaven we worship you as god our savior and mighty god you are awesome in every way we can't even comprehend the depths and beauty of your character. We also worship you as the God who uses inexperienced people like Mary and us. And Father, thank you also for working in our hearts and enabling us to surrender to you and your will for our lives. We love you, we worship you, and we thank you, God, in the precious name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for joining me on The Indestructible Life. I would not be very effective in sharing anything without you, because every podcast needs listeners and that's you. So really, thank you very much for being here. I am grateful for you. I hope you and your loved ones enjoy a meaningful Thanksgiving Day, wherever you are and however you celebrate. May the Lord's presence overwhelm you with gratitude. And if you're listening to this podcast after Thanksgiving, may this message inspire you toward more gratitude in general, because we should have a grateful heart every day. Until next time, this is Emily Wickham. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, Please join me for episode four on December 13th. And remember, God loves you. In Christ, you're indestructible.